0: and welcome to the Regular Features podcast. It is, as you well know, the podcast that's the same every week. I'm John Blythe. You can call me Log. In fact, I insist you do. Forget I ever said John Blythe. To the right of me is a Steve Hogarty.
1: My name is Steve, and I'm here to say. Oh, my name Steve. is Steve, and I'm here today.
0: Nice. Nice. Matt Lees, rhyme similarly or better?
1: Yeah, my name is Steve, and I'm
2: also rhyming. My name is Steve... Oh, am I? Lime thing
0: Terrible. Absolutely bad. That is a rhyme crime. You are sentenced to the rhyme caves of Azkaban. <sighs> to serve nine times the
2: crime. So I'll get out with some sort of fucking amulet.
0: How are you boys today and where do you come from? If you can think of a word to
1: rhyme with amulet, then you will escape.
2: Spamulet. You have
1: five
0: seconds. It's <laughs>
2: not a word. Amulet.
1: Fuck. Yeah, you really painted yourself in the <sighs> corner.
0: Who rented this gammon? Here's the hamulet. No. Oh, my God, that was, Jesus! That was very Christ. good. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you thank
2: Log. You. What is going on today? You're firing on literally every single No,
1: <laughs> no rhyming cell can hold him. <laughs> this is insane. It's John blind
2: You've you've come in here like like Jim Carrey from The Mask with your deceptive hair.
0: I can and feel your... it ebbing away from me as you describe it. <laughs> I oh, am dying in my own arms.
2: You ran ten. You ran ten thousand miles this morning for breakfast. Right. That's yeah. correct.
0: That was just for breakfast. For afters, I had a. A K, a special K. That's kilometers. And your hair looks neat <laughs> and lustrous. And I've soft. combed it. I with my hands. I combed it with my big greasy hands. Turns out, works a treat. But then
2: at the back, you've got a bit of a,
0: like, m- mullet.
2: Mullet? It's great. It's like mortgage at the front, party S- at the back. I so like it. it. Something to
1: grab hold of. I think you look a bit like a horse, and uh, I really yeah, enjoy that.
2: like a friendly horse.
1: You look like a man. Like I could ride you into town uh, to pick up some beans, and I, then we'll go and have a little campfire in the woods together. You could punch me in my flanks,
0: and I would not hoof you in the face, Steve. Thank you. Just a kind
1: horse. That's the loveliest thing anyone has said to me all week. <laughs> I'm just a kind
2: horse. <laughs> Won't your kidneys.
1: Hey, what, what, shush what? now because what's the time of year that it is? Christmas. It's Christmas. And you know what that means? It means Christmas episode of the Regular Features Podcast. Is this one going out on, on Christmas, Christmas Day. Day? Mother! Have either of you written Christmas Features? No! Of last course year we wrote, I have. Last year we wrote Seven Christmas features (laughs) over the seven weeks leading up to Christmas. Sure, we had about four or five Christmas episodes. Now we went mad. We're bearing down on a No Deal Brexit of Christmas episodes. Yeah,
2: I've got I've got a Christmas episode because it's fucking Christmas.
1: My last feature,
0: last in the previous episode, I believe, was a full fucking episode spanning feature with Santa Claus in it. I believe I got a hall pass. On Xmas mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Still in that rhyming, yeah, prison. rhyming. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think you have
2: to do Christmas in your pants, Slog yeah.
1: <laughs> Let's do some Christmas feature, shall All we? Right. Shall we roll the okay, ball, the Christmas fine. ball down this hill? Fine Let's do it
0: Christmas, fine. Fine. Christmas. I like a regular feature, You like a regular feature, too. Regular, regular feature, too. Now, bouncing. Now, bouncing.
1: now, I assume you all have features ready to go. I can see you've all got your feature folders. Got my feature folder. Please turn to page four of the feature book. Log, I thought I just saw a moth fly out of your feature folder. Tell me you've got a blooming feature. I'd like to kick
0: off this festive What's the word of a combination of two things and an absence of a third? Uh, A triptych with one panel missing. I'm going to kick off this incomplete triptych with my absence of a feature. I'd like to tell you all about why I didn't even not only finish my feature, I didn't even start it today, and I've got five fucking reasons why. Wow. And I want you all to listen to them in order. Okay. Reason number one. I'm pissed off because I missed episode three-two-one, and I was heartbroken at the last chance to do a classic three-two-one episode with Ted Rogers parody. And something that'd go down really well for people my age or older, and there's probably well there's gotta be one of them. Um so yeah, so I'd like to expand on that. But not only did I miss episode three-two-one, I missed episode three-two-two, two, which Steve introduced as episode Pee-poo-poo, poo, which was Obviously, a joke that was tailor-made for me. I thank you for that, Steve. But it made me realise that episode three two one could have been pee poo bum, and I'd missed that too. Worse still, this was the final chance in a list of lost opportunities. I'd fumbled it for bum poo pee one two three, not to mention bum pee poo one three two. And a particular blow to me was missing episode poo bum pee two one three. And but even the pain of that was eclipsed by the crushing realisation that I'd missed. Poo Pee Bum 231 And I was still too flabbergasted at my own unforgivable remissness To even properly register That I had missed episode P Bum Poo 312 And now The final insult I'd missed episode Well I've already mentioned it but I might It's worth a recap Pee Poo Bum 321 Well what can I say Having realised the depth, length And to a lesser extent the breadth of my failure Well I slipped into a terrible funk There's nothing worse than feeling like you've been given several cracks at the whip. And through no one's fault but your own, you've utterly failed to whip anything resembling a crack. However, over the course of my several weeks' absence and several hours of gruelling research, I happened upon the chance discovery that six sounds a bit like sex. So you just wait for the surprise I've got in store for you a couple of episodes from now episode pee poo sex I'm coming for you baby <laughs> that's the first reason utter despondency which I got over it Yeah. the second reason is well I'm just a reckless bad boy who don't respect the rules <laughs> 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 you naughty you rules are there to be broken lads get on the train <laughs> <laughs> Get on a train! That's, on train. That's one of the
1: rules that you cannot break, you must get on the train.
0: <laughs> if there's a train there and the doors are open, get on it. Well, you should see my. Just another example of my rule breaking. You should see me in Sainsbury's. I pick up a pink lady apple and I buff it on my bum cheek. That is the last place on earth that anyone should buff an apple before they eat it because, from a certain angle, it'll look like you've produced the apple from your own patoot. <laughs> <laughs> But I don't care what things look like to you Because I know that I haven't had a chance To do my laundry or change my clothes Since the weekend When a tramp emptied a big McDonald's cup of Fag Butts whiskey and slimy backwash Onto my t-shirt and jeans I was sat down at the time so the only place I can be sure That's actually clean is my butt cheeks So that's actually the only logical place To wipe the pink lady apple And I don't, what the fuck, why am I even explaining this to you You're nothing to me Get your hands off my mangle and get out of my scullery (laughs) So that's the second one. I don't give a shit. And even though I kind of betrayed myself by giving a shit what you thought of me there, sorry about that. Mm, The mask slipped. The mask slipped and I got angry and ordered you
1: out of my archaic room. (laughs) I'm going to have to look up what a scullery actually is. It's where you'd find a mangle in an old house. (laughs) I think I know what a mangle
0: is.
2: It's a thing you use for squeezing out clothes. Yeah. Like a dryer. It's like a a
1: spin dryer, but shit. Mm. It's two metal... Rollers. It's a pasta powered by a handle.
0: It is a pasta
1: maker. It's like a pasta maker, but for your undies. The biggest the biggest lasagnas you've ever seen. (laughs)
0: Denim lasagnas.
2: Denim lasagna is a great band name. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I want to start a band now. Quick, pass me three guitars. (laughs) (laughs) Just,
0: I'm going to play them all with my mouth. We are
2: denim lasagna.
1: (laughs) Three, two, one,
0: go. Sorry, when you said pass me three guitars, I didn't realise that we were going to get one of them each. I thought it was... you, no, you weren't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, reason number three. I'm a naughty tyke who needs to be told off. <laughs> not not doing a feature is the cardinal sin of this podcast, so I put it to you. Have I been a bad egg? Have I picked my nose in front of the parson? Have I rose the abode of the wrong motherfucker? Have I pushed my luck? way past the rude tip and well down to the reprehensible shaft. Have I? Or maybe you think I haven't been so naughty that maybe someone else has come to the... Maybe someone else has come to the podcast without a feature before. Well, I put it to you that I have indeed been a proper stinker. Never has anyone used the absence of content as such a cruel and wicked parody of content. It's like... In Stephen Fry's collection of newspaper columns, which he called Paperweight, self-deprecating prick. Here, he writes a column about having no ideas for a column and how hard it is with coming up with ideas for a column every week. And he reports that his editor told him kindly that everyone gets one of those columns. (laughs) These days, Stephen Fry spends 98%, plus or minus 98% of his time debating slobbering dickheads like Jordan Peterson because he hates political correctness. So maybe he should have just stopped forever at that column, eh, Stephen? Yeah, fucking bellend. I've gone off Stephen Fry these yes, days. Yes, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started on <laughs> Graham Lynn. <laughs> fucking cunt. Yeah, oh, absolute look. shit. Yeah, it looks like I've changed the subject again, done not it? I've... I wanted to act like I needed a smacked bottom, then stare at Steve for two minutes to create sexual tension. But I went off and went about Steve and fucking fry, like people still expect him to be anything other than someone who sits there saying charming bullshit, like "Pardon my interminable burble," or "I put it to you ever so gently that nincompoop would be a misnomer, erring on the side of kindness." Oh, God, it's so easy to do. <laughs> Well, spank me, Stephen Hogarty, but make sure you put a Johnny on each finger because I know you've been abroad recently. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want more reasons? I've got two more. Yeah. I, Would I you want,
2: mind? I mean, I'm furious you haven't brought a feature, so I, I want... None of this is very Christmassy, I must say. Well, wait for my, ne- my next re- reason for not having a feature. I'm sorry about this, Steve. Wait for my feature. My feature is Christmassy as hell. It really drills down to the heart of what Christmas is about. Well, my
0: and... mum's had just had cancer recently, actually. Festive cancer. That's, well, it's not very. It was in her bowels, which is what almost was baubles. Where, was where you, was where you, <laughs> that's where you put loads of food at Christmas time, isn't it? <laughs> bowels are basically the tinsel of the bum. I was going, my first line that I wrote for this was yeah that shut you up didn't it? But it fucking didn't you heartless bastards. <laughs> <laughs> May huh. I've I, I got I, I live with cancer. It's just it's just
2: a big joke. Mm. Life is a joke. I'm really glad your mum's well again. I'm, I'm going to say
1: I'm that really sorry for how light about. how
0: dare you ask me for a feature when my poor mum's had a small and as it turns out quite easily treatable stage one cancer. <laughs> Literally, I have spent weeks. Worried about my mum. But as it turns out, they found it early, diagnosed it quickly, cut it out without delay, and two weeks later told her there was no further treatment necessary. How dare you, and you in particular, Matt, expect (laughs) me to produce something as trivial as a feature when I have had the simplest, most efficient, and least upsetting experience with cancer possible. Still, it does mean that this is the second Christmas on the trot that one of my parents has been given a stoma. Although in this case, it is reversible. I don't think there was any plan to reverse my dad's stoma. Certainly not after he died, which might have been bolting the stable door after the horse had bolted. Hang on, that sounds like the horse bolted the door shut himself, didn't he? Perhaps that's a better solution. You'd certainly lose fewer horses that way. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I'm just saying, the only possible reason there might have been to reconnect my dad's guts up. Guts up. Guts up, guts down. The alternative to catch. Guts up, baby. (laughs) Were so he could do one last normal fart. I mean, that's the way to go, isn't it? Blowing a rotten ghost train out of your dusty old bumhole. I wonder if people with stoma's finger themselves more knowing that they can't get a bit of shit on their finger. Obviously, I'm not thinking about my dad when I say that or my mum. I'm just saying when life shuts one door, it opens another and we should all look on the bright side. Have any readers discovered a whole new world of anal options after a stoma? Give us a call. <laughs> anyway, my mum's been poorly, and I've been in the hospital walking her dog a lot. Not, No, and walking her dog. I wasn't walking her dog around the hospital. It's not People really would pet thing. it and use it to get better, and that's not what that dog's for. That dog's for me. <laughs> <laughs> because, actually, I'm an alright son when I'm not showing off on podcasts.
1: And, uh, All dogs are therapy dogs if you're sad enough. Yes. <laughs> I think you're a great son, Log.
0: I'm a great son. And I'm
2: very glad your mum's there. Even even tiny things like that are fucking terrifying and stressful and horrible. Oh,
0: yeah. You're, I was like very much a, thinking about you. Like I said in the WhatsApp, you don't realise the stress until it's gone. And then you go, oh, fuck. Yeah. It's, yeah. Like, it's like a toothache that didn't hurt, but hurt my eyes
2: <laughs> you didn't realise you'd been covered in bricks until they pulled them off yeah and, and then like, you go holy hell like I can Tom's dance again the Tank again. Engine
0: in that episode yeah in,
2: in reverse yeah. how long have I been underneath this bridge
0: <laughs> and um yeah the last reason I've not done a feature this week is that I've used to pull the ideas in my head no, nah, nah, just kidding. That happened in episode 189, it hasn't
1: it? Oi! <laughs> 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 Titty-titty-bomb-bomb, titty-titty-bomb, titty-bomb-bomb, titty-bomb, I've
2: got an update for you. Um, I went to talk about board games on BBC Radio this week, and I don't know if you know this, but the BBC is basically being dismantled. And now when you go in to do a radio interview, you don't go into a studio to talk to somebody like a human you get let into the building and they they put you in the tiny booth where you sit in a room and put some headphones on and talk into a microphone. And then you're just listening live to a radio show, at which point suddenly someone starts talking to you and then you start talking into the microphone and you're just on the radio. And then after conversation leaves ends, you just take the headphones off and you leave the booth. And what's fascinating about this is... Hmm. The sensation of this, because when you walk in, somebody just motions you and goes, I'll just go in this room. And then when you come out, because you haven't really talked to the people at the desk at all, you just leave without talking to them because, hey, they don't know what you are talking about on the radio really. They've just been told that somebody's coming in, go in that room. They're not listened to it. They don't know who you are. They don't know what you were talking about. Like I was talking about Christmas board games, but I could have been like, I don't know, somebody defending my my legal status or something. Did could they check? Do
0: Obviously they know that you were the right person for the booth. Yeah. Okay. So
2: they just have a name and a booth and you get put into your booth and then you, you leave afterwards. But when I left, I kind of went to like sort of make some eye contact with anyone who and they were just like looking at their computers doing stuff. Got I very
1: strict rules ever since that dog came on. <laughs> and claiming to be the ministry... Ministry of Sound. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot the names of all the cabinet positions. (laughs) Interview now with
2: the Ministry of Sound. (laughs) That's
1: That's certainly a sound.
2: A a great sound. Thank you very much for coming on. Uh, No, yeah, (laughs) it was fascinating to me, and I chuckled as I left. It was exactly like going to a wank bank. It was exactly like leaving Seaman, and the fact that somebody kindly... Sees you into a room and then you do something and then you leave without making eye contact or talking to anyone. Just go straight through all doors. And I think it's brilliant that they've managed to create a culture within the BBC Radio where going in to appear as a guest feels exactly like um, coming into a cup. <laughs> <laughs> and then and I was like, well, how have they done that? But that really tickled me and I thought you didn't just enjoy that. Anyway, it's time for Christmas. Christmas and Christmas time. is a time where we all think about uh, the most important things in life. We all think about the issues close to us. We think about our family and we think about keeping our family safe. The
0: Old and New Testament.
2: And we think about the risks currently posed to our family. And we think about the things we need to do to secure our borders, to make our family safer Uh, throughout these difficult times. So now it's time for uh, my Christmas immigration explosion lockdown.
0: The jingle bells are
2: jingling, the tinsel is hung, the reindeers are roasting on an open fire, but who will rein in... The flood of immigrants that are falling down our chimneys and clogging up our festive socks. Last night, I hung out my festive sock beneath my proud British family mantelpiece and awoke to find it not stuffed with clementines, tangerines and a slab of bulldog-flavoured Cadbury's chocolate. No, I woke to find my festive sock cramful of nothing but pieces of coal. A German boy who climbed down my chimney in an attempt to steal my house and or job and or wife, but met a sticky end at the hands of Rudolf, a Slovakian murderer, airdropped into Britain by Jeremy Corbyn to assassinate good British families like mine that still believe in the sovereignty of using British postage stamps as legal currency. Coal had been hacked up with with barbaric abandon, leaving a streak of foreign entrails across my family's traditional Christmas platter. All of it ruined after my wife had spent literally days alone in the kitchen out of an exhausted sense of societal responsibility, slaving away thanklessly for a spread so patriotic that it would cream a corgi's balls and cream of corgi balls was one of the main spreads my wife had made a delicious pate to serve on white British biscuits I'm not calling them crackers because that's racist towards me it all had to go in the bin the roasted swan the bread and butter pudding made out of British lard and layers of tea bags a dish filled with a braised flank of spitfire wing ruined even our buffet centrepiece the croque monsieur a Frenchman baked inside an alligator gone fuck your turducken and think of the queen anyway after we burnt all of the chunks of coal in the fire I pulled back my curtains to find out what was going on outside having plastered all of the glass in my windows with recent copies of the Daily Mail Millions of immigrants <laughs> spilling straight into Christmas It wasn't just coal, or Rudolf who sadly got away before I could apprehend him for the murder of the German boy and how could I f- forget Sharia? The woman from down the road who claimed she was called Sharon before I killed her and chucked her in the... before I found her brutally murdered (laughs) at the hands of Rudolph. The Slovakian murderer who sadly got away before I could apprehend him. Rudolph could be anywhere right now. He's probably opened a special back door to a tunnel at Dover, piping through a constant stream of fully trained nurses and scientists. What kind of mad health science will they concoct to ruin the spirit of English Christmas? Maybe after they've won the war against Christmas and have fucked it right into a ditch, they'll use foreign magic to bring back the corpse of Christmas back to life like some gaudy festive Euro trash zombie and you won't leave out a dish of communist tears for Santa's flying bulldogs to drink you'll have to leave out a thousand straightened bananas for a woman with a clipboard to come and check and instead of going to church on Christmas Eve and singing come on Eileen on the karaoke you'll go to a mosque and give a live TED talk about all the best ways in which Hitler was right. I for one won't be standing for it. My children are already locked in the bunker with a stack of beano's comics from the 1970s and a relic made of eden blighton's femur my christmas tree is 100 percent traditional british grown cabbage our baubles are all sourced locally and made of real wool my wife is constructed of nothing but the finest british steel and the only thing we'll be watching on television this christmas is the queen's speech love actually and that episode of jonathan creek where he proved that colonialism wasn't wrong. (laughs) And if that makes any of you snowflakes angry, then I suggest you line up behind the police detectives that want to know my whereabouts on the 11th of December, 9.30pm. How dare, how dare you call me a murderer on Christmas week of all weeks. How very dare you! I was born better than other people because Jesus was from England and I grew up to know that... (laughs) Actually, I'll just record a bit of me falling off my chair. I could
1: probably find a flump sound on
2: Yeah, you might be able to, but it, it's it's like foley, in it, you've got to get the noise for the room right, once sec.
1: <laughs> sorry, Matt had gotten a little bit racist there. Like we both had guns pointed at him, Steve. Did, was it me that shot him, or you? I think it was Classic Firing Squad, in which one of us had a blank and the other one had a live round, so neither one of us has to deal uh, with the guilt of having shot one of our fellow podcasting members. Well, we didn't know he was going to do that feature. I'm
0: glad we always both carry guns in case he gets racist, Yeah, it's just,
1: just, it just paid off today. To be honest, ever since Joe came along, we have been carrying extra weight with too many members of the podcast, so I think this actually trims things down quite nicely. Yeah, and if you're going to trim the fat, you might as well trim a bit of racist fat. Racist fat, okay. Uh, should we do another feature? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. Thanks for that, guys. Obviously, uh, I had to stop the recording for a few days, but
2: um, they've patched
0: me up now, and uh.
2: I really appreciate what you did there, you know.
0: Well, you needed saving from yourself. You'd become indistinguishable from that which you were seeking to parody. Yeah, I I felt that, and I understand that. And And for that, you deserve to die. Yeah, and I mean, I'm
2: (laughs) thankful that I'm not dead, but you're quite right that I did deserve to die. Mm. And I'm just really thankful that I record a podcast with people who, in the event that I just spool off and end up repeating and rehashing things that I seek to... Uh, to attack I'm just parroting the same things have the the honesty and the trust to just just shoot me
1: Um, yeah it was the raging erection you had as as your uh, as your speech reached a crescendo that's what really put me off you started you developed the erection as you talked about wanking I've never seen
0: an erection go through so many increasing stages of tumescence Mm. and if
2: I
1: sound upset it's because I am
2: oh guys that's just the side effect of the medication I'm on
1: what i thought was turgid was flaccid and what i soon learned was erect was real
0: i'm laughing cuz i'm upset i was you know, terrified i'm I, i'm just sorry you're still alive Matt.
1: i think we aimed to kill you
0: and but I your can't... blank bullet knocked my bullet my true loaded bullet of course well guys i'm just going to try to be better at podcasts
2: and better at features in the future but as i've always said um if i ever say something that's just not funny if i ever get to the point where i'm podcasting and it's like it's not funny anymore just kill me you
0: just kill me you got lucky this once, but you have to be lucky every time we only have to get lucky once (laughs) (laughs) that's
1: horrifying quotation (laughs)
0: log Well, I, that, that was a Troubles thing, wasn't it? That was yeah. Thatcher, yeah. 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 <laughs> just, just
2: quoting Thatcher.
0: <laughs> I love her. Come on, Thatcher gives a kiss. Oh, you're dead. <laughs> <sighs> You anyway. Ooh, squirty squirty! You squirty birdie! Ooh, squirty squirty! You dirty birdie!
1: And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Steve's, which Crimblemus are you? <laughs> mm. Crimblemus time of the year? It's almost Crimblemus, so you know what that means. Hanging Crancil along the banister? Sneaking under the stairs to whisper the word "crumbleness" into Father's shoe, <laughs> decorating the cramble bush with sister, stealing a kiss from Mother beneath the crumble toe, and locking all of the doors so that Crangle the dastardly elf cannot come inside. The family is all gathered round the Crangle bush, sharing stories and enjoying hot slices of crumbberry pudding. Mother's soft features are illuminated by the Crongles adorning the crample piece. Father's moustache is speckled in white cranberry dust And sister, oh dear sister, stares down at her pale feet, lost in thought Sister, you say to sister, are you away with the Crangles again? (laughs) She seems not to hear you, as a tear runs down her cheek Mother excuses herself and heads into the attic Father rises to his feet To bed! He says, Afore Dr. Crambles arrives. One mustn't ever look upon him or hear him speak his terrible words. Duh, you reply. (laughs) (laughs) A crashing sound comes from the attic. Then a wooden thud. The sound of scraping. Then the sound of a door locking. One by one, the crumbles are extinguished until you are left in darkness. The unmistakable sound of Bad Rudolph's screams make the room shake, as if the bastard reindeer were standing right there next to you. Crambles is already here, laughs Father, his face burly visible in the dim crimble light. <laughs> it has been one year since you last took my Miss quiz, uh, but so much has changed since then. We must have a second referendum on which crumble you <laughs> truly are. So please answer honestly the following two crumbles two one <laughs> in, uh, reverse order. Uh, in reverse order. <laughs> Complete the famous Crimblemiss lyric Crimblemiss. crumble toe and blank A Cranzel B. Cramble, C crangle, D Krongle. <laughs> can we have the it's beginning again? Crimble mess,
0: crumble toe and, and crime, wow. crangle crime. 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 I was I was thinking it might be crime because Cringle
2: it fits the universe. Crangle. <laughs> crangle, 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 crime. Are well, you just making
1: up words now? Question two. I'm, go crong- I'm, I'm taking crime from you, Log and Krongle <laughs> yeah. from Matt. Krongle or Rongle. Crongle Taking is, that risk. Is crimbleness for wrong, obviously. Mm. Question yeah. number one in ascending order, the second question. <laughs> the cramble bush is a mainstay of any good crimbleness. But what form of cramble bush do you most prefer? Is it A? One that is perfectly round. B. One that is perfectly tall. C. One that is obedient. D. One that never stops shaking. E. One that remembers the outside.
0: Oh, God. Remembering the outside is
1: key,
0: I I believe. Remembering the outside. Obedience. We don't
1: need to remember the outside. outside. We just keep the doors shut. Stay inside. That is all the information needed to determine both. Of your crumblemous identities. Because beyond all reasonable doubt. You are. Isaac Snowman. The Jewish snowman. You reach out to the father in the darkness. And grasp his hand. It is cold. And in the fading light of the outside. You see the Trixie elf again. Another year is gone. And you are no nearer to understanding why.
2: Mary Kranglemas.
1: Yes. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
2: You've been listening to a podcast that's always the same every week, and as always this week, almost nobody got shot. If you've been enjoying this podcast, then you can support it on patreon.com forward slash regular features by giving us as much as you think it's worth. I don't know what it's worth. Is it worth? I literally don't know. Value is fucking transient as shit,
1: but some people think it's worth something, right, Stephen? About $5 an episode is what uh, people are checking us. But uh, what? That's yeah. the objective yeah. don't, don't say what like that's an unbelievable amount. It's fucking crazy, Stephen. It's These people need you, to be... It's not what they think it's worth, it's what we say it's
2: worth. Fucking set the goalposts high. Oh my God, Log's worked out
1: capitalism. <laughs> We're in a lot of trouble. <laughs> hey, I'd like to shout out to some uh, of the latest people to join... The Patreon crew, Club Beach. Oh, um, why don't you think of something festive to to threaten these people with? <laughs> <laughs> Latest patron, Alexander Moore. His tinsel is so well hung, it's dripping jizz. Alex
0: Nun. <laughs> um, nuns for Christmas. Nuns are with... very, <laughs> very Christmasy to begin with, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Nuns. I like nuns. He'll and be. And they're especially it, at Christmas time. He'll
2: be nuns the wiser about what's been going on with his baubles. I
0: love how people pay us money to make the most obvious jokes about their name. Sorry, Alex. I'm not sorry. Tom, Your fucking name, deal with it. Tom Campbell. What a super guy he is.
1: <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> <laughs> it's good enough. Uh, if you'd like that episode of the regular really Joke podcast. it's much just a horror story. Yeah. Well, I, I enjoyed it. Oh, thanks. Tune in next week. We'll be back in 2019, the year of our Lord Jesus. Crangle.
0: I'm not planning to make it, but if I do, I'll see you there.
1: Goodbye. Good
2: night.